Hello and welcome to the Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast with me, clinical somatic educator and founder of Total Somatics, Heidi Hadley. The Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast has been designed to help you gain a deeper understanding to how your mind and body work. You will learn about your amazing mind and body and why over time you can feel pain, recurring injuries and poor posture. Within this podcast, I will teach you why this doesn't have to be your future or the norm for you. Would you like to learn how to reduce pain, move freely and gain a new lease of life? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Now in today's episode, I'm really excited to be able to introduce you to Anna Marino. Now I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Anna and then I'm going to pass it over to her so she can tell us a little bit more about where she, how it, she came into this amazing field that she works within. So Anna is a physical therapist and she's a mind and body coach and an intuitive healer. And over the last 12 years or so, she's actually been empowering clients to transform emotional, physical pain into overall health and well-being using basically self-healing techniques, mind and body connection and neuroscience. And so Anna, she actually hosts monthly workshops in her membership and her membership's called Be Healthy Academy. And so she does this because she wants to help her clients to actually master their mind and body while learning how to rewire the brain and recondition the body to make changes. Now, she's also written a best-selling book called Ignite Your Inner Healing, which sounds absolutely amazing. And she's been featured on NBC as well as other media outlets. So it's so lovely to have you here today, Anna. Um, now, because of just mentioning that wonderful um, bio, could you tell us a little bit more about why you came into this field and basically um, how we came to meet today, really? It's, it's been so wonderful to, to connect like this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm very honored Thank you. for meeting you and learning more about your business and all, all you do for, for your clients. It's beautiful. Oh, then, yeah, then a little bit how things can then trying to make a long, long story short. Uh, everything started when I was kind of a teenager and my brother is adopted and he has, um, he has cerebral palsy. And what happened with him was when he came to the regular doctors, the doctor told our family he'll never walk, he'll never have a normal life and everything's going to be possible. And we're just going to have to settle for that. And then at the very young age, I watched it. My mom started just searching for that mystical versus physical working together. Then he was going to physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, every single therapy that you can imagine. Pretty much every day of the week. Plus, she was doing all the other emotional and holistic work. And moving forward, now my brother is going to school. He's going to university. He wants to be a journalist. He ride the bus by himself for someone that could never walk. He not just walk by himself, but he actually ride the bus. What's for me, she surprised me. Then watching all of that unfolding, it really inspired me initially to be a physical therapist. Then I went to, to school, got my degree. And what I noticed with physical therapists, even though it's a beautiful profession that has so much to offer, I felt very limited with some of the patients because I was feeling like physical therapy just wasn't enough. Then a lot of patients was releasing the physical pain, and then two or three weeks later, they come back, come back with a different pain. 
And being intuitive, I knew there wasn't physical. I knew there was emotional. I knew there was something else energetically stuck in their body. And that's when I started to incorporate the coaching, the mindset shift, the neuroscience, and the energy and intuition into the sessions. And blending all of that together, I felt like my treatments moved from a physical therapist average is about 32 sessions where my average becomes four to eight sessions, mm-hmm. then it becomes a huge difference. And, and it was very clear to me that every day I could make the much more impact if the client was open to see everything holistic versus black and white. Yeah. And I think that's what's really powerful, isn't it? It's bringing that whole somatic awareness in, isn't it? Because in the Greek, um, we in somatics, we use the the word soma which in greek means like the entire mind and body the emotional makeup the physical the uh, mental the spiritual everything because we resonate we work on multiple levels don't we and i think it's moving uh, it's very interesting that you go into like the physical therapy side of things and in the sort of um, teaching world it's very mechanical isn't it but then mm-hmm. as you work with people you actually start to see there are other elements that need to be brought in and it's mm-hmm. all about facilitating them rather than fixing them isn't it because when we can facilitate them that's where the power lies for them because then they actually feel like they're able to to move forward in the world with more intention and focus and purpose Absolutely. And that's actually one of the foundations of my work is I always explain to my clients, I am not the healer, I'm not a fixer. What I'm doing is teaching them how to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. It's teaching them how to find the wisdom and find those answers inside. Yeah. Versus depending on me to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big difference between the majority of the therapists out there, I feel like. It is. There's a, it's bringing, it's that embodiment, isn't it? It's bringing it back to themselves instead of looking for external people to fix them. It's actually bringing it back. Um, exactly. Because yeah. the, the thing is just to let um, our listeners know, Anna's been so generous and she's actually contributed towards the membership and she's given the members something to really work on, to, to look at a different level and different focus for this. Um, and one of the things that, um, that really starts when we start to kind of unpack it and we think of our amazing Soma, our beautiful Soma is that one thing that um, Anna mentions, and it was really important that this was to be discussed because we're living in a very challenging time, very chaotic, very noisy time. And one thing that um, Anna actually mentions is within the, the membership is to sense and feel our boundaries. Now, it's, it, would you be able to elaborate on that, please, Anna? Because it's so important more than ever before that we sense and feel those boundaries, but then have an understanding of realizing how important it is to be able to sense and feel those boundaries and the reasons why. Absolutely. That's actually one of my favorite topics because it comes with self-empowerment. It comes together with self-healing. Then when we have this sense of self, we start to create a healthy separation between us and everything that's outside of us. Then the more chaos is outside, the more we need to have that differentiation as far as what is ours and what is not. And I work with a lot of clients, they are in the spectrum of hypersensitive or empathetic, 
And for that population, it's even more challenged because their, their boundaries are even more blurred. And sometimes people have this misconception that boundaries is just, the, oh, I know how to say no. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is sometimes you are saying no with your voice, but your energetic field is open and you're feeling guilty and you're feeling uncomfortable and you're judging yourself and you're letting all the energy from that person to come in. Even if you say no with your word, then what I, when I think about boundaries, it's go beyond just what we say or what we do. But it's really what energy we carry in our space. Then it's almost like if we think about our house, that you wouldn't let the strange come to your house and come screaming at you and make you feel bad, you close the door. But if a friendly person comes in, it's a best friend and you haven't seen a long time, then you're going to open the door and be like, yes, please come in. Then when I think about boundaries, it's more on that sense of like, It doesn't have to be a wall. It doesn't have to be close, but it's creating the dynamic flow of I decide, I choose, I open, I close to what I wanted to keep in my field and what I don't want to keep in my field. Mm -hmm. And the more understanding and awareness we have, the more we start perceiving and empower ourselves to be able to clear our own field and starting to choose, do I want to carry this trauma, this argument, this pain? Do I want to keep that energy in my field or not? Hmm. And if we don't, we can just, we can just clear that there are a lot of techniques that we can use for clearing. But the first step is always having that clear awareness that there is a separation between us, even though we are one. It's almost like a, it's a, it's a complex topic and for, for some people sometimes you understand because yes, we are all connected, but we don't have to be all impacted by everybody else's problems. Or dramas. And, and you mentioned um, in the material for the membership about um, one of the words that people might use for that boundary side of thing is space. And that's the thing is if there's space, it's, yes. it's if you think when there's space, there's that time, isn't there, that we basically will go, well, this, you know, it's like how many people go just respect my space or give me space? Well, basically, mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about is their their boundary, aren't they? Really? They just don't realize. But it's so intuitive or it's so instinctive that we come out with those expressions. But that's basically what it is. It's giving space. So, um, yes. you know, and people go, this is my personal space and you're invading my space. And so that's that's really you know, if people are finding that concept of where, what does she mean by it? That's exactly what it is though, isn't it? So Absolutely. it's just different and wordings resonate with different people. Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned that because a lot of times when people get to the point that they actually say it, respect my space, give you my space is from a place of, I tolerate, I tolerate, I tolerate, I can't tolerate anymore. I explode. Hmm. Yeah. And what I what I'm usually encourage people is what if we don't have to tolerate? What if we could say, hey, I need my space for a place of love, compassion, honoring ourselves and honoring others versus ex- excuse me, versus explosion. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus angry versus resentful. You are invading my space. No, we can say that in a gentle way. And it's, it's, just, it's all about perception. It is. And it's interesting when you say when someone vocalizes that, you know, because at that point you think, well, this is where that whole mind and body connection that you mentioned earlier that people can say no, but within it's a different feel. But I'm assuming, is it that point when they vocalize it that they've basically connected? There's an emotion, there's a, a physiological, they can sense and feel something's not comfortable. And so it, then it, it kind of um, connects with the words, you know, there's where the connection is, whereas other times there can be a disconnect. Is that what it is? It's when they sense and feel it, they, they will mention it and they actually have more intention and then they're a bit more, um, determined to to say that than when they just go oh no no but within they're still allowing that um energy to be absorbed does that make sense yeah i think it can actually go both ways because a lot of what my clients when i'm teaching them is like we don't have to say a word to be respected it's our presence is well the energy that we carry that's going to show someone yes or no the the words are important because people need each one. Sometimes people don't have a clue, right? We, we should put in the, pre- the presence of the person in front of you doesn't have a clue. But for us, we don't need that because our presence can be strong enough. And one funny um, way that I kind of joke with my clients when I'm teaching boundaries is when you're learning how to create the energetic field, the space, you can actually go in the grocery store and it's really funny because I hear all kinds of stories and you can play with your field. You can make your field bigger and you can make your field smaller and people suddenly start to move in your way. People suddenly come closer to you depending on your field, that how distance it is from your body. It's a fantastic exercise Then once your members listen to the to the exercise and start practicing, that's a really good way to practice that every day because it helps them to notice that you don't have to say a word and you can still move a person out of your space. They are too close, and especially now with the pandemic, six feet apart, they might feel the six feet away. Then <laughs> nobody come close to me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> then we can play with that without the energetic judgment as far as being right, being wrong, you are invading, I need mm-hmm. to protect myself. If we play with if we play with the, if we be on the level of playfulness in the energy is just so much easier to practice. Mm. And, and also um, when you mentioned that word in protect, because we, we chatted before we came on recording about this, didn't we, about the protecting and how changing the word into more, say, like filtering, because there was something that you mentioned in the material to the members about um, basically mentioning our boundaries and imagining and using the analogy of it being like a cell membrane. So if you think of the cell membrane allows, there's a filter aspect there, isn't there? There's um, that osmosis. So there's a, there's a transfer of um, movement through that cell um, but, and there's that transparency to it. Um, but it's actually uh, what's needed at that particular point. So it's, um, there's that, you mentioned the open closed gate type of um, sense to it. So, Absolutely. And, yeah. And what I love about this concept is it's the inner, inner wisdom in itself. Like we don't spend our days 
telling ourselves that we need more protein or do we need more amino acids or we need more vitamin C or we need more that we don't tell anything. Mm. Our cells know exactly what needs and how much. Mm. Then bringing that same inner wisdom to our boundaries, once we are connected to ourselves, we know how much we can tolerate, how much can we give without feeling empty. And we have this flow of things that can go in and out of your space. We can give, we can receive, just like the cells does. And if we look at the cell, another metaphor that sometimes I use is the house. Then if we look at our house, we have windows, we have doors. We can open a window, we can open the door. Sometimes we got to close it. It's too cold outside. I don't want the cold to come in. Hmm. Then the membrane in the cell does exactly the same thing. Hmm. If we feel that we're being attacked by a virus, it's going to send that whatever it's needed in that space to heal that area. Hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't stay on that protection mode 24-7. It just does what is necessary, when is necessary, because of the inner wisdom, it knows what's need. That there is a trust in there. Yeah, there is. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's because when we know that we're tapping into, and we were chatting before about with somatics, knowing that we don't have to work hard and fast and and like um, break out into a sweat because when we work with the intelligence that inner wisdom that we have when we we tap into that we don't have to you know we know through bioplasticity and neuroplasticity and with epigenetics we know that we can change things and we can switch things on and switch things off the way that we care and nurture for ourselves and that's what it's about is especially the way that the world is we need to be taking more of that self-care that nurturing to, t- to be kinder on ourselves because of, there was when you mentioned and we were talking again earlier about the word protection you mentioned that it has that low vibration whereas what we want to do is we want to increase our vibration you know again when we if people are listening with that vibrational energy we're constantly every cell in our body is shimmering and vibrating so we want there to be a healthy high frequency for better health and um, because it, it, you mentioned it if it's got a low fr- frequency that's when i was mentioned to you that we're kind of falling into that mindset of what you focus on grows. And basically you attract, you attract more of what you fear. So you're living, if you're in a protective bubble, rather Mm -hmm. than just thinking, actually it's this transparent like membrane that's, that's flexible and basically things pass through, but it's up to me what I allow to pass through. There's a a higher, yeah, it's an absolute choice. And that, and that's where you've mentioned it already about the trusting, but it's the trusting and the knowing, isn't it? Because we know that if we tap in to that inner wisdom and that intelligence that we have, that's where the the power is because of our, we can create those boundaries and we can sense and feel um, from within. I had, uh, I had a funny story for a client of mine, because sometimes you get those populations that come, especially for the hypersensitive population, it's very common they become very defensive because they got to do that to survive. Yeah. They feel everything. They, they sense everything. Is they overstimulated and they learn how to create those walls and look for danger as a way to survive. And they do survive. They did well. And now mm-hmm. they got to rewire to, oh, I don't need to survive anymore. I can thrive. Yeah. 
I had a funny story once. My office is, um, you kind of have like a little pathway that you walk down and there is a dog across the street and he usually just lying there and it's a beautiful dog. Never had a problem with um, patients and clients walking in. And I had this uh, new patient coming and she was so afraid. She was always looking for that, like we were saying, protecting herself creating that, okay, what is coming, what I need to protect it from. And it was interesting because it was the first time I heard the dog, the dog barking at her. Wow. And as she, as she walking in the office, she was almost like shaking. She was like, oh my gosh, that dog is so aggressive. Like he wanted to attack me. And I was like, the dog never crossed the line from his house. And I never see the dog barking at anybody wow. then and I, I shared the experience with her and she was like oh my gosh that happened to me all the time because she's carrying that frequency of fear mm-hmm. she needs to protect herself and just like you say law of attraction give us more that yeah. she keep encountering situations that she have to protect herself then that's probably the number one misconception when people think about boundaries. Boundaries that has absolutely nothing to do with protection because protection is means that we are unsafe hmm. and we are never unsafe. Yeah. Once we know we have a choice, there is nev- never a problem to, to be afraid of danger of hmm. because we know we have that power inside and when we look at protection, protection is aligned a, a with fear. And fear is a very low vibration. That we don't want to create the boundaries from fear. We want to create the boundaries from empowerment, from I deserve. I want it to be treated well. I want it to be honored. I want it to be respect, respected because I deserve that. And it's a very different place to create the boundaries from those healthy high vibration feelings than from protective oh my gosh something's coming to get me i gotta Mm. protect myself Mm. and that's the thing is when we think of like uh people might listen to this and they'll go well i'm empathetic and i see that as a strength and we could go it is a strength it's a huge strength it's i mean if we didn't have people that had empathy we wouldn't have them working in the nursing field and you know in all these different caring roles that they have um but there's that fine line isn't it it's having that empathy but also creating that filter and in actual fact the more that we create that not protective that that filter or that that um that boundary we can actually give so much more in actual fact because we're nurturing and, and caring for our own soma, as it were. Um, and so if we're like that, we're still keeping all our resources. We're keeping our energy and our vibration up so we can actually give more. So if somebody's listening to this and they're, they're going, well, actually, what about empathy? It's actually a good thing. It, it is. But it with is. everything, it's actually about um, fine-tuning things so that again um we've just got that that it's resonating or the frequencies at the 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 best level for us to be to feel well Mm -hmm. that's such a good point because i am highly sensitive i'm hiding highly empathetic and and if i didn't have that gift i couldn't do the work that i do yeah but there is a fine line and it's kind of like 
sometimes we, we, I joke with my patients, it's like, let's transform this curse into a gift. Mm. Because the majority of the population, at least the, the clients that come to me, they don't want that gift anymore because they don't know how to use it. They, they mm. feel like they have a curse. Yeah. Like, oh, just take it away. I don't want it. It's too much. It's overwhelming. I'm always crying. I'm always feeling everybody's energy. I'm always exhausted. Yeah. I go to a meeting and I finish the meeting and I'm just exhausted. Yeah. And those are very common symptoms of people that are highly sensitive. And nowadays with the computers, where we're in the computer all day long, that can be very energetic consuming for people that are sensitive if you don't have healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And once we learn how to do that, it becomes exactly like you say, is a gift. Yeah. Because we can give so much more, we can help so much more. Because we have this little antenna, letting us know how someone else is doing or what they need, or what can we do to support them. And when we are overloaded and exhausted, that doesn't help anybody. And that's exactly right. Because when, when we do get that, we fine tuned it. There's, there were, you use three words uh, within some of the material and I really liked them. And it was control, command and power. Now somebody might go, Oh, wow. You know, um, that sounds quite sort of um, regimented, but it's not because in actual fact, when we have the command and the control and the power within wow i mean that that can give us so much more and that's what it's been so we can be empathetic but we can still have those those properties within us so that uh, that we work at um, a healthy level really mm -hmm. yeah i think if we bring in the idea again for the house experience that probably mm. be easier for people to see it right yeah. like would you leave all your doors and windows open all the time no, no. nobody would do that that we have to have a certain kind of power to say, I don't want this door open. I wanted this window on the kitchen, but not the window in the living room. Mm. And that is in power. And when we have that choice to say, I want this, but I don't want that, it, it translates back to the empowerment that we have inside. And it just confirmed that with us that we have a choice. Yeah, we do. And yeah. And we, and we always do, and, but it is coming back to trusting and knowing, isn't it really? That's, it's yes. always, always comes right back to that. So um, it's, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Cause I mean, um, it, it, one of the other things is that you mentioned about a safe place, having a safe place when we create this filter. Um, and, and that was something that again, is, it's a really important thing um, to imagine that we've got this safe place, but thinking of a safe place and thinking about imagery, and how we can continue to, to think and imagine that we're in that safe place. Um, you mentioned again about being inside a bubble, and that was something that you mentioned within the, the material. So um, how, do you, how does like, the power of imagery basically help with creating those energetic boundaries? And, and in a sense, if we've got that imagery, are there times that we could maybe revisit that image throughout the day when things are starting, the pressure's dialing up, as it were? Yeah, that's a great point. I usually encourage my clients to use all the senses. Imagery, um, you can think about the visual, but you can also add into the image all the other senses. And I think that becomes even more powerful. The more senses we can add, the more our brain and our body perceive that as real. Yeah. Then 
when we think about the bubble around us, and I, I like the bubble because, again, it reminds me of the membrane, mm-hmm. that it is that flexibility. It's transparent that you can see through it. It's kind of like the, the glass of your window in your house. You can choose because you can see it. It's not like something that you don't, don't have access to it. That is the flexibility of open and close. And when you bring that sense of, okay, I can see that, I can feel that, I can get that sense, like that sensation. Because I hear that a lot of when I when we build that bubble for the first time together with my clients, I, a lot of the times I hear people say, I never felt this safe before. Wow. And, and it's a very powerful space to be, yeah. especially when you grow up without having those boundaries where you sit in a space that you like to you know what, nothing can attack me, nothing going to come against me. I am 100% safe. Then when you create that image, that, that bubble image combined with the emotional image, you can bring that back anywhere that you are, yeah. Yeah. any circumstance. The biggest chaos is ha- happening outside you can still bring that feeling back because it's ingrained in your body. It's ingrained in your mind. Yeah. And it's so much more powerful when we bring that visual, that feeling, that sensation, the hearing, the, the smell. Like the, sometimes we play with color. Sometimes we play with smell. It's like bringing all the senses together. And the more we can perceive the more real it becomes and then the easier it is for us to bring that recollection back. And that's the thing. It becomes easier, doesn't it? In a sense, because as we mentioned in your intro, it's about rewiring the brain. So the more we do something, we're creating a new habit. We're creating a new circuitry within the brain. So initially people might go, I find this a real challenge. And, And that's where we'd always encourage them just continue because you know that you've got that inner intelligence, that inner power of neuroplasticity, bioplasticity. So everything's adapting and changing, rewiring, just like people can rewire poor habits. We can rewire healthy habits. And that's what it is, isn't it? It's just, again, the daily practice, the more that we do it, it then becomes natural. It becomes the new habit. Um, And then we, I was talking to a client recently and she just said to me when she doesn't do her somatic movements on a particular day, it feels like she's gone off for the day and she's not brushed her teeth. (laughs) And it's quite funny because you think that's how much it's in her lifestyle now, you know, and that's, that's what we want it to be is that if you, if you haven't done it that day, then you feel there's, oh, there's something just not quite right, you know, and then you'll get home and probably recalibrate and do your, your personal practice. So it's yeah, amazing. That's a, isn't it? that's a really good point that I'm glad you mentioned that because there are clients sometimes that they are so disconnected to that, you know, wisdom, they're so disconnected to that power that it's okay to create those boundaries that some people don't feel a thing the mm-hmm. first time they try. So those people, sometimes people have a difficult time to even visualize the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. because it's so foreign for them mm-hmm. then be patient with yourself if that's if you were the listener that's feeling like i can't see i can't feel i can't have any sensation it's remember that sometimes people also have different gifts that some people are more visual some people yeah. more auditorium some people are more kinesthetic then whatever is the channel that you're receiving your inner, inner wisdom 
it's okay for you that some people don't see it and that's okay they just know it that mm-hmm. the bubble is there they just feel the bubble is there and that's okay as well yeah but it's important to recognize that each person will have a different experience depending where you are in your life and it's okay if you don't feel anything from the first time mm-hmm. and with anything energetic related i always um, bring the metaphor of looking at the sky like if you're just coming from a place that has a lot of light and you look at the sky, you don't see the stars. Yeah. And it doesn't mean the stars are not there. We just got to allow the inner wisdom to adjust our eyes, adjust our vision, and suddenly we start to see the stars more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And with this practice, it's no different. You don't start the first time and then go fight with your husband. And expect that you want to be protected and safe and feeling super strong. You, you practice when it doesn't count. And that's why I encourage people to go to the grocery store. That doesn't count, right? It's fun. You can be playful. It works. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter. But you can, you can play without the pressure. But mm-hmm. building up that, that resistance, that strength with the tool is no different than look at the star the sky for the first time and not seeing the stars. Some people can, some people don't. And that is no right and that is no wrong. Whatever you are on that path, it's the perfect place for you. Yeah. I think that's so beautifully put as well because um and that's the thing, it's it's a it's a journey and it's a lifestyle. That's why within the Total Somatics membership, this is that lifestyle section because it's it's bringing those components in and we don't throw everything all at one point. We bring in a little bit of a new practice each time so that in time you look back and you can see how far you've come. But because it's been that gradual introduction, it's it's more like to stick than be a flash in the pan, you know, and someone does all these things and then we Within a week, it's all um, died down again. So that's the thing is it's just nurturing and, and with those little steps. But in time, you'll look back and just see how far you've developed, not just uh, physically, um, but also the emotional, mental aspects and that deep connection. And as you mentioned, it's connecting within again. So and that can take time, but that's where it's that nurturing and that patience. And what the way we would treat other people it's bringing some of that back to treating us like that because we can sometimes be our harshest critic and it's really Mm -hmm. about being kinder to ourselves to allow that self-healing to occur. So it's been absolutely wonderful, Anna. And the problem is that you and I could talk for hours on this subject because we absolutely love it. Um, But is there any chance that um, you could let us know a bit more about how listeners can find out more about you? And I mean, we're going to put all the links in the show notes at the end, but I'll just give you that opportunity to let us know a little bit more about you. Absolutely. Yeah, there are many different ways to find me. And because I have such a vast variety of things that I offer for my variety of service, uh, but one simple way that I would encourage people if they want to start getting some ideas as far as as how to incorporate some of that neuroscience and and that intuition into their life, I create a five days free challenge that's for goal settings. Then it goes from creating your intention your vision your why your goals and celebrate they kind of like a very uh, step by step then i start to incorporate some of that um, neuroscience and, and mindset and inner wisdom into the uh, some of those exercises then i highly encourage people to you know it's a nice way to first step to start with highly recommend people listen to the 
the gifts that I gave for, for the membership. That's the, that's one of the tools that I wish that was taught at high school. I wish that yeah. every single person on this planet knew about it because it's mm. so important. That's like yeah. the foundation, like boundaries. I call the boundaries 101. It's yeah. like the first step. And then there are more, but at least if we can get the first step, it's easier to kind of move forward. Yeah. Then that's a way that they can um, get some information, learn more about getting started. I also have a monthly membership where we have live meetings and we go deeper into those topics and we have some recordings that people can listen, learn more about it. There are a lot of materials that people can um, explore on that boundaries topic and other topics that empower boundaries as well because they are so much more involved than just oh yeah put your bow your bubble and you're gonna be fine you yeah. know, much more than that yeah. um, but we have the membership called be healthy academy and it's been so much fun to just like you mentioned before it's the month after month where we practice instead of we just learning one thing and like oh yeah i know it it's being able to practice the tools month after month and mm. incorporate that in our life versus just something out there that we know about it, but we never use it. Yeah. And those probably are the easiest way for people to get some connection and get there. more information about what we're talking about today. Wonderful. Thank you, Anna. And what I'll do is I will put the uh, links in the show notes. And whenever you have anything going on, any sort of experiences or challenges or anything, we'll always keep that up to date in the show notes. So they've got the links and they can join you there as well. So thank you so, so much. And on behalf of the members within the Total Somatics membership as well, I'm sure they'd be thanking me too, because it was such a lovely gift for you to, to, to allow us to start to experience and look at our energetic boundaries and what we can do to take care of them. So thank you so much and um yeah and everybody thank you for joining us today it's been a pleasure to have anna in our company so thank you for joining us and until next time take care thank you for joining me today if you've enjoyed this episode please leave a rating and also forward this on to somebody you know will benefit to learn more about pain relief plus how to improve your health and well-being go to totalsomatics.com until next time Take care.